and welcome to my podcast, the Lawyer Mom Podcast. I hope you enjoyed episode one, and now we're moving on to episode two. In this episode, I am so excited for you guys to actually get a first glimpse into my life because I brought in my husband. Welcome. Thank you. His name is Tarek, and he's the broker extraordinaire. <laughs> he's a real estate mogul. He is, you know, a real estate guru. And most importantly, he's my partner. So um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, guys. Um, I'm really happy to be invited uh, for the first or the second uh, episode for the podcast. I was actually really surprised that uh, my wife is doing this and I'm really happy for her. I'm supporting her and uh, I wish her the best and success in this uh, uh, kind of uh, podcast series. Uh, my name is Tarek. I'm 36 years old from Morocco. Cheer out, Africans. And uh, yeah, I'm a real estate broker, Miami, a father of three. And yeah. That should do it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your support. That really means a lot. So let's dive in deep today. Uh, today's topic that I've selected is anxiety. Um, that's something that I've suffered with, and I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about anxiety. Uh, you, Tarek, have you noticed any changes when... I didn't have anxiety versus when I did have anxiety. Is that something that, that was visible to you? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I really uh, hesitate to talk about this. And uh, I was actually having anxiety a couple of years ago. Um, I came from uh, uh, basically from a, a different country where we have Everything is a taboo that you cannot talk about this. So I never know what anxiety is in my life. Never, ever. Until I got it. And without my wife, without her knowing what I'm going through, um, it would be ending up totally different. And I'm really glad that she was there for me and she really helps me through it. Uh, going back to your question, definitely... Um, you can notice when a person is having anxiety. You can see, um, you know, that the person is very, um, you know, thinking uh, like he's the person is with you, but actually uh, his mind is out there somewhere in the world. Um, the answer, uh, very short. And uh, whenever you're talking to them, they are like uh, very, what? Uh, what did you say? Can you repeat that again? I mean, they, they are not with you uh, physically. Their body is here, but um, their mind is somewhere else. Definitely, uh, that's one of the, you know, uh, effect of anxiety. And uh, yeah, I can see that a lot, especially with uh, my wife when she has anxiety. Uh, you know, she gets really nervous. She gets super quiet. Um, you know, she sometimes crying, all that. And, uh, you know, and I'm there for her, whatever she needs, whenever she needs me. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the answer for your question. Okay. And what are some of the things that you experienced 
that alarmed you that you were not feeling yourself? Wow. <laughs> That's a long story. Probably we need to have three episodes about <laughs> that. <laughs> um, well, it's anxiety. It's, it's really bad. It's like something that I don't wish it to no one. Um, it's it's a mental disease, a mental issue that uh, most of the people suffer from. Some people, they really know what anxiety is. Some people don't, and they don't know exactly what they have. Uh, if you really were not there for me, I wouldn't know what anxiety is exactly. But and what was it that alarmed you? Like, what was it? Where, I mean, what, what was the point that you said, this is not myself, and I don't know what's going on with me? I mean, between night and day, it just, like, happened to me. Like, from being normal, being... Uh, doing my usually uh, activities, you know, work, uh, uh, doing basically the, the daily life uh, activities that I do, from that to a person that is very scared inside me deeply. Um, I felt like something like a big, huge knot on my chest. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. And I was like, what was that? And I was like, uh, you know, uh, in, in like not aware of what's that. So I was thinking it's going to go away one day, so second day, third day, fourth, and so forth. And things start getting developed little by little. And, uh, you know, my mind, it start like, like going like racing. 100 racing, mm -hmm. thoughts racing and uh, 100 miles per hour running. I like, I just want my mind to be like, hey, stop. Just like be that normal person that what you used to be. Instead of just like, you know, my mind is like running really crazy and it's like to the point that you cannot resist that. And it's, 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 it's really hard. Very. What about your sleep pattern? Well, it affects my sleep too as well. Um, I remember the first couple of weeks when I started having anxiety, I did not know what was that, as I said before. But um, when I start noticing what I'm going through... Um, it started affecting my sleep and I, I, I cannot, like at that time I remember I couldn't sleep, I couldn't like even sleep for one hour like straight. Uh, it was pretty hard, you know, I put my head in the pillow and you know, all what you keep hearing like voices in your head, like your, your thoughts, thoughts are very loud, are yeah. very loud, like mm -hmm. they're just like a little cloud on the top of your head, like you're trying to turn your, si your, your head in the other side and uh, the other side and the other side and you're just like moving back and forth moving back and forth but actually there is no sleep and then the next day you're awake early and they say hell my life here I'm gonna go through another day of that thoughts again and it's it's not fun definitely so how do you how do you parent when you're going through that say it again how do you parent when you're going through that very, very good question. It was really hard. It's I hard, yeah. Do you remember when I started crying? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that day exactly. Like It, it just like was we like We were yesterday. heading out the door. Yeah. We were going, uh, I remember we were like shopping for cars at that time. And she decided, you know, we can go to see a car in a dealership. And I was like, okay, let's go. Uh, at the door, I was wearing my, my, my sneakers. And all of a sudden, I, I just started tearing up. Like... She was like, what's going on? I, said, I cannot handle this anymore. 
I cannot take it anymore. I need help. I'm not myself. And I remember when getting in the car, I stopped crying. I tell her, I just want to, you know, be normal. I want to be playing with my kids, have fun with my kids, you know, take them out and do a lot of things with them. But actually, when you have that anxiety, it takes you like it isolate you, uh, puts you in a corner only by yourself. Like you see your kids are laughing and playing in front of you, but actually you can't do nothing to them. You know, you, ca you can't do anything like whatever you're going to do. To you, it's like, it's it's tasteless, you know, it's nothing. And it, it really affects parenting, you know, in, the, in, the, in that sense. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. That's something that I experienced as well. Um, I remember your sleep pattern changed drastically because you, you're a big sleepyhead. Very, very. <laughs> I'm a very sleepyhead. Like you can guys. sleep on demand. Like that's something I've never seen like, before. I, I just I have to put my, my, my head in the pillow and I was like, boom, gone. That's it. And I'm, I'm just like that. I remember my mom told me one day that uh, back in the 90s, uh, she had to go to the doctor. She had to complain to the doctor that, hey, you know, I sleep a lot. And apparently the doctor replied to her, you better go home because there are some people that they're looking to buy that sleep that you complain about. And uh, I think I got that from my mom. You know, she sleeps a lot. I do sleep a lot whenever uh, I have a chance. But uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, sleep with the anxiety, lot. it totally changed that. Very now, I remember through your anxiety journey and correct me if I'm wrong. There was no family history that you knew about because of what you had mentioned earlier, that in Morocco, it was taboo to have anxiety, to have mental health issues. Everybody just attributes that to either a poor diet or, you know, the person just has a, a problem. Um, what does society say about somebody that is going through a hard time, like with anxiety or depression? Well, um, as I said before, um, you know, I'm from Morocco, and Morocco is a developing country, and over there we still have things taboo, you know, very hard to talk about certain topics, and uh, one of them is mental health. Mental health is very important. Uh, we always say in social media, uh, see, I'm sorry, in social media, you know, mothers, uh, people, they commit, you know, suicide, and they do things like out of nowhere, and... Uh, you know, the, the, the cause for that could be, you know, a mental health, could be anxiety, could be depression, could be other things related. But since those things are very taboo, it's very hard to talk about, you know, nobody cannot. I, can, I just can't go like to my, hey, you know, this is what I feel. And people, they will start laughing at you. It's like, yeah, oh, they come laugh, on, you know, they make fun it's of okay, you, you know. It's they diminish also. They diminish yeah. what you're going through. So, and that's very important. And if you don't open up, and you find the right person that he can feel or she can feel what you're going through, it's it's really, really hard. And, uh, yeah, that's how it is back there. I'm yeah, imagine about you going through your anxiety in Morocco with someone, <coughs> let's say another person, not me, uh, from that same culture or that same mentality from Morocco and not being able to seek the help, so you would probably find other ways to slow your brain down or to sleep, and, you know, maybe you could, that, lead, that you know, is, very hard, is very shown hard. to lead to addiction, 
and other things. So yeah, I mean, you have to look for imagine living your life that way and with anxiety, yeah. untreated. Very hard, you know. Uh, talking to someone out there, not knowing what that is, it's very hard to, you know, to share your thought. You have to be very careful who you share your thoughts with. Um, you yeah. know, uh, especially mental health because. Back there, if you men you mentioned something, I went to the psychiatrist and I was like, "Oh, he's crazy." Yeah, <laughs> that's the number one answer that you're gonna get from those people. You went to psychiatry, you crazy. If you don't know the psychiatry, like psychiatry treats a lot of mental health, like anxiety, depression, you know, uh, uh, insomnia, Alzheimer's uh, uh, too as well. You know, mm-hmm. other diseases, not only craziness, but um, that's what out there. You know, you mentioned. Uh, psychiatrist equal craziness and like that's go, very go harsh, lock yourself you know? up in a room somewhere exactly and that's <laughs> it and then die <laughs> on your own <laughs> yeah that's so through all the 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 doctor appointments and you know uh, different uh you know, I don't know if you want to share what you learned through therapy that you actually went through therapy I was to be honest with you I was extremely proud of you for going to therapy because I know that that's something that's also taboo. That's something that is drilled in us um, from, you know, me being from Colombia. That's also, like, a very taboo subject. And now, not so much, but back when I was growing up, you know, you never hear, oh, like, let's go to therapy. That was like, oh, my God. Like, if and if somebody ever went, it was like, don't tell anyone big secret not anymore but back then it was like that and i'm thinking morocco is the same way definitely it's like that nobody goes to therapy or no nobody believes in therapy i mean the first thing they're gonna say oh you know what try to use this medicine like um, most of the stuff are like uh, remedies some like natural remedies remedies, herbs and stuff like that but to go to a therapy, I mean, we don't have yet that culture. Maybe in the future, but um, to go to a therapist and open up to the therapist is it's it's very hard finding people doing that. Yeah, I was uh, I was excited when you started to go because you immediately notice a change. Definitely, I mean, at the beginning I was really hesitant uh, to go to a therapist, and I was like, I don't need a therapist, you know, but. Apparently, when he reached out the, 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 the top of it, I mean, where I couldn't take it anymore, I mean, I had to seek for other options to heal myself, uh, get myself back to what I used to be. And uh, one of that was going to a therapist and then, um, you know, sharing what you go through, your experience, and, you know, getting feedbacks, getting some other uh, solutions, how you treat, how, how you, you know, try to get out of that um, mindset mindset or those thoughts. Uh, it, it was a little, very helpful. I won't say a little bit, but it was really helpful to me. And uh, also life-changing too as well. When you change your lifestyle, um, that helps a lot too as well. Um, beside medicine, definitely um, medicine is good, but... Uh, I rather, you know, uh, try to go through the natural way uh, first, and if it doesn't work, then uh, you will try with, you know, uh, medicine. Then you go forward from there. Yeah. What What is something from therapy that you still do today? What What do you remember um, the most?
most out of it, the coping mechanisms? or? Well, I mean, one of the good things that I remember um, she gave me as a tool is when you start having anxiety, I mean, you just start breathing, number one, deep, breathe, and breathe in, breathe out deeply. Uh, uh, start counting down from 10 to 1. Uh, you know, that will help you, you know, remove the whatever thought that you have. But most, th- this very successful tool that I found that was really successful to me is sharing the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Sharing, yeah. because if you keep that thought inside your head, it you keeps just it. looping and looping mm-hmm. and looping and looping and looping. I mean, it does not leave your mind. But once you share it, and I remember I used to tell her, hey, you know, I have this thought. And she used to tell me, what is it? And I was like, okay, I thought about this and this and this. And we start talking about it. And then all of a sudden, it's it's like gone. Uh, I would say 50%, once you start talking about it, it would be like just, you know, it's going to start diminishing from your head. Now, w- I, I want to share uh, one of the things that I observed when I had anxiety. I had it, I had it before you, I want to say. And um, I remember when I would try to to explain it to you, it would come off a, in, in different ways. You had more fear. Uh, yours came off more as of, of fear of, of really uh, life situations, maybe fear of getting into a really bad car accident. Maybe, you know, the plane is going to fall. Maybe, you know, th- those those type of fears. Um, I had more fears related to the children, I guess, from from be parenting all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and from our relationship, I had fear, too. Um, you know, oh, he's going to leave me. Oh, this is Miami. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this, that, and the other. You know, I was pregnant also. Um, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I was pregnant with, with our daughter. So, you know, there's, there's so many different things thoughts that went on through my head but one of the things that I realized about how you got help versus how I got help was that I um, was suffering in silence for years and you immediately once you realized that you were not yourself you took action Mm -hmm. and I think and I think that that's something very important to share that um, along this whole mental health journey that I've had and um, I got to see it firsthand how men, because there is a statistic out there. Um, I, I'll I'll post it later when I find it. I'll post it to the description. But um, yeah, the the men tend to seek help faster than women, and women tend to uh, suffer in silence. And it's also society. Society expects us to just keep quiet and keep on going. There's so many things that women have to address in their life um, without having to there's no room for them to to have a, a mental health issue they just have to keep going they have to keep working they have to keep uh, parenting they have to keep on with their life but m- when I saw that you were very proactive about your health and that was a real eye-opener to me because I I said to myself that's that's the way that we all have to be. We all have to love ourselves and we all have to seek help for ourselves. And um, one of the things that I wanted to, to talk about was one day, 
I don't know if you remember this, but one day you you told me, can you please, you told me, um, I'm so sorry. Remember that when you, when you. Not really. You said, I'm so sorry because now that I'm experiencing anxiety, you you said i'm so sorry because now that i'm experiencing anxiety i realized that i didn't fully understand what you were going through when you would tell me these these things were in your kind, head kind of yeah i remember uh, it's 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 true you know uh, when you don't find the partner feeling or experiencing or had a previous experience what you're going through it's very hard to share what you're going through um, you know, uh, luckily I was, um, you know, uh, having a panic attacks. I was having anxiety and I had to share my thoughts and she was there. You know, I was really happy that she knew exactly what was uh, that and what I, what I was going through. And without without her, typically, like, trust me, I would say 80 percent of my healing was because of her, because otherwise I don't know how it's going to be ending up uh, to be honest with you, and it was, it was uh, very helpful, and I thank you so much, and I will, will always thank you, you know, on your back, front of you here, and everywhere. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a very big help from you, definitely. Wow, that's very touching. <laughs> yeah, baby. Now go take out the trash. <laughs> 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 well, it. It was so nice to talk to you about this topic. Um, thank you for sharing your story. And, you know, I know that that was not exactly the easiest thing. And I just wanted to thank you for your support, support for my podcast and support throughout our journey together as a married couple. <laughs> and um, I appreciate everything you do. Um, did you make dinner? <laughs> yes, I did. All right. That's what I'm looking Actually, for. you made dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can contact you, what your websites are, what your social media? Well, most people, if you want to reach me up, my cell phone is the best. That's my work 24-7. I answer. If I don't answer you immediately, I can call you back, text me, I get back to you. 305-833-3329. 305-833-3329. Uh, you can Google us at uh, AWS Real Estate Team. Uh, in Google, and you're going to come up with all the information right there. My famous picture is there. Handsome face there. You can read the reviews, etc. Whatever you need um, there. Whatever you need in real estate. <laughs> well, thank you so very much, Tarek, and, and thank you for opening up and sharing your story and being so honest. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>